Welcome to the Old School Meeting of Overeaters Anonymous, which features speakers with long-term abstinence. This meeting was born online, and it's going to stay that way. That means you can attend live on Tuesday evenings at 6.30 Pacific if you'd like to. Go to the Los Angeles Intergroup's webpage at oalaig.org for login information. And now, our speaker. I'm Janine, compulsive overeater from St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm really very happy to be with all of you. Los Angeles and California has meant a lot in my recovery. I'll touch on that as I share with you. But I've been part of old school OA for 47 years. I came in in January, January the 21st, 1974. And um, at that time, I think our fellowship was about 15, started in 60, so about 14 years old. It was just a teenager. And I just feel so privileged because I've been through not only my own recovery and my own growth, but I've also seen OA grow and mature in the recovery and the understanding of the 12 steps. And it, it, that's so special to me. I The way my higher power directed me to OA in St. Louis was the girl who was starting it a year before I came in, met me at another 12-step meeting, which I had been attending for three years, and she invited me. Of course, she could look at me. I was over 220, I was 220 pounds, and she knew that I could be helped with this program. And I told her, you know, I can't afford more than one meeting a week. And this other program is really helping me be happy. What it really was doing was teaching me to stop putting all my energy into fixing my husband and start putting energy into fixing me because I was working very hard for a happy marriage in those days. And I was trying to figure out what I could do to make this marriage a little more stable. So anyway, I spent three years doing some detaching from fixing him. And a year after Mary Ann, who was a girl who started OA in St. Louis, started OA, I all of a sudden one night got mad at my husband. And I said, he said, don't you need a meeting or something? <laughs> and I said, well, you know, there is a meeting tonight. And I think I'll just go if you don't mind babysitting another time. And so I stormed off to my first OA meeting with all the wrong spirit, just in anger to show him somebody was going to do something. Now, the miracle of this was I had not talked to this girl in almost a year since she had started it. And I found her phone number. I couldn't believe it. I didn't keep it because I really wasn't thinking about going. This wasn't part of my long-term plan. But I found her number almost immediately and I called her. Well, the meeting had changed places and it had changed a little bit on the time. So that was a miracle. The second part of that miracle was being the person who started the fellowship. She was always on the phone and very hard to get a hold of. But that night, my higher power in my anger had me find that phone slip, get through on her phone line and get directions to the correct location for this first OA meeting. And I went and <laughs> that was quite an OA meeting. 
um, they had decided to follow the Red Book instructions. And even if there were five or six people at the meeting, we sat in rows and the person leading the meeting sat in the front and faced the four people who were there. And I came from another fellowship that sat in a circle when we were a small group. And so I, one of my first suggestions was, why aren't we sitting in a circle? And this we're doing this because the Red Book says it. Okay, so we kept sitting that way. But, you know, after about a year of new people coming into that meeting and a lot of them saying, why aren't we sitting in a circle? Finally, the group conscience changed it. And I began to learn what group conscience was all about. And I would complain to my sponsor in the other program, all the things this new OA group was doing, I would complain to her. And she said, well, you're not here to fix them. You're there to fix you. And so she always had the right advice for me. And that was a really good one. Now, like I said, I came to this meeting when, and they only had at that time, the three pamphlets I remember was the orange sheet, the gray sheet, and the, if you, before you take the first compulsive bite, those three pieces of literature I picked up at my very first meeting. And as I had it, and one girl stood up when they asked for sponsors in those days, it was only 21 days. They encourage you to sponsor. If you got 21 days of healthy eating together, you, you ought to be a sponsor. So this girl raised her hand and she had 21 days together. I don't know if she was the only one in the room or not. But anyway, I thought, well, I know what you do when you go, you, it's important to find a sponsor. So I asked her if I could call her for 21 days and I left the meeting. And I still laugh when I look back at my journey home, because like all compulsive eaters, I was going home. And I thought, I ought to stop in at this fast food place because I'm starting this thing tomorrow and I'm going to call this girl for 21 days. And I really ought to stop and have myself something to eat on the way home. And um, this thought came in my mind and said, well, what would you say if you knew an alcoholic that went to his first AA meeting and stopped at the bar on the way home? What would you say about him? And I said, well, I'd call him a hypocrite. Well, I am no hypocrite. So I could not pull into that fast food place. So that was, I don't know where that came from, you know, but it was just funny how I pulled past that and went on home. And I began calling this girl for 21 days. She took my calls all 21 days, but she never came back to meetings. And this taught me something important. You don't have to have the perfect sponsor committed to this program to recover in this program. You just have to be willing to reach out to help. And she took my calls for 21 days. I never saw her at a meeting again. And she said some of the most important things to me, like when I would complain to her about the nights, which is when I suffered the most from cravings, I would say, oh, I hope I can make it through the nights. I just get so hungry. And she said, you know what I do? She said, every time I get really hungry and I'm wanting to get into that refrigerator, she said, I just picture the pounds rolling off. And I think, well, that hunger's just caused because the pounds are rolling off. Well, that was a nice, positive thought. And that thought kept me from the night eating for all those 21 days that I called her. And like I said, she really wasn't in program, but I'm so grateful because today I sometimes have been over the years in meetings 
where they just thought they couldn't recover because their meeting was so weak and you know, nobody was able to sponsor and nobody really had much recovery together. And what I found out in my first few months in OA was that is not what it takes. What it takes is you find a desire to recover. And you know, I did after I got there, even in the anger, I didn't go home angry at my husband. I got, went home grateful I went. I went home. I knew enough from three years in this other program that it was time to start working on me. So I went home with a grateful heart and with um, positive thoughts instead of negative thoughts. And I wanted to get out of the food and the overeating. And so I, I, I made it through that. But it taught me things that were real helpful because I really encourage people don't look for somebody perfect to help you. Just find somebody you like and is willing to talk to you and talk to them because you will too find your way into recovery. And my first year, oh, I had made, by the way, I came in on January 21st, but that New Year's, you know how we make these New Year's resolutions. I made a resolution that I was going to read my meditation book every day on the day for one year. And I had read for 21 days a meditation page. Now, that strikes me as unusual, too, that I had this positive thought in the midst of my fit of anger that I would go to this OA meeting. So there's something about a commitment and a 21-day commitment, which used to be what was suggested for sponsorship in, in our material in those days. But there really is something about that. I think that reading a positive page every day and then getting into a rage and doing something positive instead of negative really helped me. And I every the only pamphlet I had was that before you take the first compulsive bite. And I read that pamphlet every day the first year I was in program. And I started my day every day that first year I was in program by saying, God, please help me get through this day abstinent. And I would end my day saying, thank you for getting me through this day abstinent. We did not have our little far today meditation book yet. We didn't have much literature. We were relying a lot on the AA literature, which was good, except for me, it was very difficult to read that AA literature and look at me. You know, I wanted to get back into what I went into that other program to quit working on the other person. And I could certainly see him when I read that, but it was real hard to identify. Gradually, I began to be able to identify with the program through the AA literature, but it took a little effort on my part to do so. Um, I lost a great amount of weight in that first year. I'm, I'm 81 years old now, but back then I was in my mid-30s, I think, and I don't know, 81 minus 47, whatever that is, that's what I was. And that felt so very good. And it was funny, our meetings were so weak. I like to tell this, share this, because after I was in that meeting and abstinent for a couple of months and had lost a decent amount of weight, the group was still struggling with their abstinence. And I went to one meeting and two or three members said that my positive attitude and my continuing abstinence just made them go home and binge. And so 
I called my other sponsor for that. And I said, what should I do? You know, she said that was just not to worry about it. You know, I was there for me. And if it was annoying to somebody that I was finding some sort of recovery, just let them work through it. I didn't have to worry about it. And all of these these couple of people who did that to me at that point later become my very close friends and people that I sponsored and people that really got into recovery. And it was very healthy for me not to resent, to find, because I was so stuck in the food, I found a lot of compassion and understanding for what they were saying. I didn't take it personal. It felt personal. And I did have to talk to the sponsor about it, but I really knew it wasn't personal. I knew it was coming out of their pain. And so that was kind of my first year in program. And then St. Louis got hooked up with the fact that World Service has business conferences. And we had a girl who traveled at the military and she always was able to get her groups. At that time, you didn't have to be an inner group. You just had to be a group in OA to send a delegate. And so she came to some of our meetings and she said, why aren't you saving up to send a delegate to conference? And we didn't know what that was all about, but we decided it would be a good idea. And we say we started raising the money and saving up to send a delegate from, we weren't an inner group yet, but we had a few groups and we raised the funds And I knew that this one girl who had helped with our bylaws would be the best delegate to go. Her children are raised. Her husband was retired. There would be no barriers for her to come out and be our representative. And one night we called a little gathering together to talk about this, about signing up to send a delegate. And there were only five or six of us who were involved in this. But they said to me, we've decided that we want you to go be our delegate. And I said, oh, I don't think my husband had let me. Now, anybody who knows me now would wonder how I could have been a person who thought he would keep me from doing something I wanted to do. I really wasn't that kind of woman, but on something like this, getting on a plane and flying out to your state, I just, and I did have two children at home. Five minutes. Thank you. So anyway, the point is, I went home, I asked him, he said, he was so shocked that it wasn't going to cost anything. He said, oh, go on and go. And then a week later, he said to me, you know, I've changed my mind. I don't want you to go. And this was a big milestone in my program, because I put myself and my recovery ahead of what he wanted and what would make him happy. And I said, you know, it's too late. I'm committed to doing this. And that was a very important thing in our marriage. We were married 61 years when he passed away in April of this year. And the last years of our marriage were the happiest. And I'm very grateful for that. I'm very grateful the program helped me not only lose the weight, but um have a much happier, healthier marriage for my husband and I and our three children. I did get pregnant after I got in away, but I won't go into that. I do want to just mention, I went into relapse in the 90s for about eight years after a big blow up with my husband. And I didn't even realize how resentment and anger was keeping me stuck back into more food than I needed and less meetings than I needed to go to. And we got together with a little group of people, just went through that OA 12-step workbook, and we worked through that. The eight of us started, four of us finished. 
And it was during that extra meeting that I was going to that I learned it was the resentment and anger I had over this huge blow up we had in the early 90s. And I had to let go of it, not for him, but for me. I was already back in college preparing to leave him and be able to earn a good living. I earned a master's degree and a bachelor's degree but I didn't end up divorcing him. And so it really was only a benefit to me personally. But I'm so grateful that that relapse, I really, after that relapse, I had a much clearer, even though I already had 20 something years of program, I did not understand the deep meaning of these steps and working them in your life. I just truly didn't understand them. I came to my very first 12-step meeting saying, Oh, I already do that. I've got a religion. I'm a religious person. I already do all those 12 steps. I didn't have the foggiest notion of the depth of recovery. And today, anytime I used to even feel a little twinge or a little problem of, of discontent, I immediately do a steps one, two, and three on it. I immediately get to the root of it. And I don't hang on to anger and resentment, and I have not gone back into relapse. I did, after I lost about 50 pounds of all that 80 pounds that I had gained, I did get very complacent about it. I really felt okay where I was, and I wasn't binging or overeating that much, but I also wasn't doing enough to lose it. And two years and 119 days ago, I came out of that complacency. It was a really big thing. And I went back to the old school stuff. I started writing my food down, emailing it to my sponsor, weighing on the first of every month and checking. And in that time, I've lost another 23 pounds. So I still have a few pounds, but I'm not complacent about it. And the scale is also not my higher power. I get on it not to feel great or to feel down but just to be honest about what my food is. And I've got food logs for that two years, 118 days ever since. And it has really, really helped me. I know what I have to do. I do chair yoga three, three, two times a week and I do three meetings a week. And One minute. Thank you. And that all those basics that we learned in this program, all those basics have become more and more important to me as time goes on. And I'm just so grateful that this program has told me to sweep my own side of the street and not to worry about what other people are doing, but take care of myself and use those 12 steps to find out what is going on with me and how to get past it. So thank you very much for letting me share.